0: delivered what were the victories in the service I mean I can get happy at home and I'm not saying that's not that's not right but really it's when you get into the presence of God and God takes you and makes you take another step you may not go to the next level but it it changes our mindset and our thinking the Holy Spirit is often misunderstood because he's often left out did you know you had a cousin on your mother's side that looks just like you? No, this is the first I've ever heard of it. Well, the Holy Spirit is just like that cousin. We keep leaving him out of the picture. Jesus and the Father are one, but also the Spirit is one with him. And it's the Holy Spirit's. It is the Holy Spirit's responsibility, it's his job. It's his sole purpose in his existence to lead us each and every day. Pastor Wendy is a prime example. We we had a situation yesterday. I was looking for some documents and I had prayed and she reminded me even after I prayed. It's like Holy Spirit, help me to find this documentation. Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit. And we'll get to that in a minute. The Holy Spirit will teach you things and show you things. But we have not. Why? Because we ask not now and I'm telling you the great thing about heaven and the way that God moves and the way God operates he's not like us because we're like look I'm in charge of the greeters I'm in charge of first impressions don't touch my mints do not touch my mints because this is my lane but with the Holy Spirit and the Father and the Son and angels they all work together they all work together and they don't say hey look 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 you stay over there because I got this they all work together. So let me ask you this. Who came first? We we, we know God was there first, but we think of who came first. And it, hold on. Somebody been reading their Bible. Because we often refer to scripture where it says in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, it says this. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. And he said Let us make man in our own image, in our likeness. Let us make man. So who is he talking to? He's talking to Jesus. Genesis 1 verse 26, he's talking to Jesus. But did Jesus come on the scene first? Was Jesus first mentioned? No, let's go all the way back to Genesis chapter 1 verse 2. And in verse 2, the Bible says the earth was without form. And darkness filled was on the face of the deep. And the spirit, notice it's capital S, the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. So the Holy Spirit is actually mentioned in the Bible even before Jesus. So that shows you the significance and his importance in the body of Christ and in ministry. So we can't discount him. Amen. Amen. So there is still sometimes that misunderstanding, and I'm telling you, it wasn't until recently, and I, I'll I'll just say it wasn't until recently I began to under really understand the difference between them being separate and them being one. And I've I've explained this before, but even for those of you on social media who are joining us today, I want us to grasp this concept. Now Pastor Wendy is standing over there, or she's working, but if she was standing right next to me, and I ask you how many people are standing up here? How many would you say? Do you see two people? You would say I see two people. But Jesus said in Matthew chapter 19 verse 5. We're wondering how the three can be one. Matthew chapter 19 verse 5. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> and Jesus said and for this reason shall a man leave his father and his mother and be joined with his who his wife and the two shall become what one there's two of us standing here but god says we're one we are one when you go on your job and you say well who would i who do you work for well i work for google i work for hewlett-packard so you work for them you are one with that company it's not hewlett-packard plus you you are one with that organization, with that company. And the Holy Spirit is as one with them. So it's not as if, hypothetically speaking, because hypothetically, you know, people are like, you know, hypothetically, you know, if somebody walked in the door and said over there, well, hypothetically, they could. There is no such thing. Hypotheth- hypothetically means it cannot really happen. It cannot really ha- happen. So hypothetically, if we were standing in heaven right now, And we're like, well, I see a big glob there. Which one's the Father? Which one's the Son? Which one's the Holy Spirit? They're not a. It's not a big glob. And it's like, well, Jesus, I need to talk to you. And the glob moves over. A piece of it breaks off. (laughs) There are three, but because they work together, they are one. They are one, but they have their assignments. They have their assignments. Even in, uh, and that's actually in Genesis chapter 2, verse 24 as well. They are one, but again, they are separate. In Acts chapter 7, verse 55, when Saul, excuse me, when Paul was still Saul, you know, we've we've been talking about him in the book of Acts. He went about doing all the wrong things. But before his conversion, at the end of chapter 7, there was a man named Stephen. Stephen was a powerful man of God and in the whole chapter he gives a long testimony about how God had delivered his people and he just goes on and on and right at the end of the chapter it says but Stephen full of the Holy Spirit gazed into heaven full of the Holy Spirit he gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and he saw who He saw who standing in the place of honor where at God's right hand. So if there's this big glob in heaven. How could you see one from the other because they're not one big glob. They are still separate. They are still one verse 50 or yeah verse 56. And and he told them look I see the heavens open And the son of man standing in the right place of honor at God's right hand. So we know they are one, but they're still separate. Because if Jesus came and walked upon us, if there's still one, one big glob, then that means God came down with him and the heavens, the throne is vacant. And the the throne has never, ever, ever been vacant. Are y'all following me on today? So the reason why I'm talking about these things is you need to understand what the Holy Spirit wants to do and what his role and what his assignment is. You know, and I I feel for Brother Robert because because of that storm that we had this past week, he's had to use a chainsaw, I think. All right. Now, in order to probably use a chainsaw, you need to have, you know, certain gear and certain equipment on to protect yourself. But you also need to make sure it has oil in it and gasoline so that when you grab it and start running it back and forth, you don't burn anything up. Right. 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 Wrong. Because you don't take a chainsaw and go back and forth with it like that. You put bar oil in it and gasoline. So when you start it, the blade turns and you let the saw do the work. But we're sitting here with the Holy Spirit like, yeah, you in my hands. I got the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm I'm working. The Lord is working it out for my good. And it's like you got a tool there right there in your hands. you got a tool right in your heart. And God's saying, start me up. Start me up and watch me work. No, oh, Lord, I got it. I got it. And you're tired. You're like, how long can I do this? How long can I do this? And the Holy Spirit's like, as soon as you turn me on, I'll take over. (laughs) Hallelujah. And you know, there's oil in the chainsaw. And the oil keeps it from burning up. And the oil is there to keep us from burning out. It's to keep us going, to keep us motivated. So who was first mentioned? Not just mentioned in the Bible, but who was first prophesied of their coming? And God in his infinite wisdom in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Chapter 7, verse 14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign talking to his people. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel. But later on in chapter 42, verse 1, the Holy Spirit is prophesied. He says, Behold, my servant, meaning Isaiah, my elect one in whom my soul delights. I have put my what? Spirit. My spirit, capital S, upon him, and he will bring forth justice to the Gentiles. So these are the prophecies. And God, even though we talk about. The indwelling or the filling of the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts. There were men, there were people, women, even in the Old Testament who received the spirit of God. But as far as a mass outpouring, yes, that did not happen until the day of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit didn't didn't not just show up on the scene on the day of Pentecost. He's been prophesied to many throughout the Old Testament. When God was ready in his perfect timing, he sent Jesus, his one and only begotten son, to save us from our sins. There were men and women again who tried to redeem us and show us the way through their teachings. There were the Levitical priests who would go and make sacrifices once a year for the sins of the nation. But as the Bible tells us, I believe it's in Hebrews that what the blood of bull and goats, bulls and goats could not do. Only the blood of the Lamb of God. Which be shed for the remissions of our sins. But Jesus said, you know something, when I leave here. When I go away from this place. I'm not going to leave you comfortless mom please mom don't go out of town again don't worry i got all your meals in the refrigerator i got them labeled how long you need to put them in the microwave for how long let them cool y'all know how to make kool-aid or you can have soda while i'm gone whatever your mom is not going to leave you comfortless she's not going to leave you without instructions and neither will your father but jesus says i'm not gonna i'm going away to prepare a place for you but I'm not going to leave you comfortless. In John chapter 14, verse 16. Jesus makes this promise and he says, I will pray the father and he will give you another helper. The King James Version says a comforter. Another version says an advocate. And we know what an advocate is. Someone who's there like a liaison to stand between you and another to make reason and understanding. That he will will abide with you when? How long? Forever. Verse 17. And the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Whom the world cannot receive. The world cannot receive the Holy Spirit because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you. And will be where? In you. He is with you and he is in you. Now, I spoke earlier about the assignments. Now, let's, let's briefly understand that angels are with us. But angels are not in us. Angels are with us, but they are not in us. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. And some people, and, and this, we can go into this, but not today. But once you receive the Spirit of God, you can be oppressed. You can be beaten or, yeah, beaten, worried. But to say a person is Holy Ghost filled and baptized with fire and all those other things that we say, that person cannot be demon-possessed. Demons can come and nag you and try to put thoughts of what you should do and all this. But once God comes in you, God's like, no, this is my house. You know, like sometimes you'll see and and we we do this Pastor when say, oh, there's ants all out on the sidewalk. Well, guess what? As long as they are there, I'm good. (laughs) But they're not coming in this house. They're not coming in this house. And the Holy Spirit says, as long as I'm in this house, as long as I dwell in this temple those demons they're out there now that's not to say we want them to be around us but the holy spirit has the authority and you know when it's time to put the trash out you put the trash out you don't be cooking no fish and leaving dead fish guts and all that other stuff in your trash can you put the trash out and god's putting the devil out he is in you but as far as the angels go When you need protection we pray and say lord i give my angels because you have angels and if you have not called on your angels they're in the break room right now they're just sitting there drinking the cappuccino or some holy water or whatever the case may be it's like what you doing today i don't know man i'm on break because they're waiting for you to call God, I command in the name of Jesus that my angels go before me. That even though you know it's it's traffic on this road, but I pray, Father, as I said before, no accidents, no incidents, and no arguments. No attitudes. Lord, I just pray that you allow me that while I'm getting ready this morning, Lord, that the angels of God are kept around about me, but that I'm not going to slip and fall when I'm getting in and out of the shower. or Lord, while I'm going down the stairs, Lord, that I believe And those angels are there just for you. But as far as moving in a particular situation, Lord, I just believe that you're going to touch my supervisor's heart on the day. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Now, God is not going to twist and change, but that's what favor does for us. It's when the Holy Spirit goes forth before us. Lord, you know that I'm not really qualified to do this, but I believe that you're going to touch somebody's heart and you're going to open up a door that no one else can shut and you're going to shut a door that no one else can open and this is where the holy spirit again he's on coffee break too he's that third cousin that we don't want to talk about because in too many churches in too many times and i'm not bashing anybody because i remember Stephen furtick said one time somebody said man you need to do this this big teaching and have this massive collection about you know all these teachings you've done and he said well you know something i don't even believe some of the stuff i used to teach because face it when it comes to the word of god we evolve some of the things we used to believe come on y'all some of the things we used to believe some of the things we used to repeat we don't believe that anymore some of the scriptures, and even like Ecclesiastes, when we talked about mother's home going, we, we used to say, The race isn't given to the swift, nor to the strong, but he that endures to the end. And that is not what the scripture says. We've misquoted scriptures. But the Holy Spirit is there because Jesus said, He's going to be with you and He's going to be in you. And then in verse 26, same chapter, He says, But the helper, the Holy Spirit, Whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you what? All things. Lord, I got guests coming over and they want rotisserie chicken and I ain't never cooked rotisserie chicken. But thank you, Father, for Google. Thank you, God, for YouTube. Because it's not like, oh, Lord, I'm going to pray and you're going to drop in my spirit a rotisserie chicken Recipe? It's like, no, Holy Spirit, like, go to YouTube. You don't know how to work on your car? Go to YouTube. Go to Google. God created those things for his good pleasure and for his glory. And I'm not trying to cheat anybody out of any money. But if you can learn how to do it yourself, the Holy Spirit will teach you. The Holy Spirit will teach you. I can type a little bit, but nobody taught me. The Holy Spirit taught me how to type. And I'm not saying, I mean, if I went for a job interview, I may not get it because I can't type that fast. But I can type because the Lord taught me. And he will teach you all things and do what? Bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. He will bring to your remembrance. But does that mean you can read something one time? I read the Bible when I was 16. If I need it again, the Holy Spirit is going to bring it back to my remembrance. No, no. We've got to stay in the word. Study to show yourself approved. Don't read the word. Study to show yourself approved. And God will bring to your remembrance whatsoever I have taught you. Whatever I've said to you, wherever you left your car keys, wherever it is you can't find those shoes, wherever that sock is that has disappeared in the dryer, the Lord will show you where that sock is. How to cut your grass. But we, we need to call on them. The Holy Spirit is sitting dormant in so many people's lives because we are not calling on them. There are too many people that will continue to say, and we do this in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit, but never really acknowledge the power and the presence of of the Holy Spirit. I listened to a testimony yesterday, and it was so powerful. I can't remember the, the man's original name, but I believe his first name is Brian. And Brian would go to church, and the pastor would make proclamations, and he would say things that weren't true. He kept saying, well, Jesus is coming tomorrow. Jesus is coming next week. And because of all the chaos and confusion. Brian strayed away and Brian was eventually ordained by the church of Satan and he became a priest in the church of Satan. Brian was musically inclined and Brian got with some other individuals and says in order for you to be a member of this group your first name must be the name of a woman. Of a famous woman and your last name must be the name of a serial killer. In order to be in this group, your first name must be the name of a famous woman. Your last name must be the name of a serial killer. So his name was what? Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson. When the city of Houston found out that Marilyn Manson was coming, guess what? The saints were about their father's business. This was this was some time ago. I don't I can't remember because when I listened to it, you know, it was like a a excerpt. And the saints got together and they began to pray. They began to walk around the venue like like the children of Israel around the walls of Jericho. And they began to pray saying, Holy Spirit, do not allow this concert to take place. Fast forward. People who came there, like, well, we're here for the concert. Those people got saved. And they were like, Lord, please, let not your will be done. Because in the wake of, of Marilyn Manson concerts, people are committing suicide. Not everyone. But he's leaving a wake of death behind him. And so here it is. They go through the first song of a, of a set of how many songs they're going to do. And guess what? Somebody's walking along with a beer and trips over a cord. Their drink spills all over the soundboard. Pyrotechnics are going off. The sound system shuts down. Marilyn Manson gets so mad he throws the mic down, walks off the stage, and did not finish the concert. But see, that's how we need to use the Holy Spirit. And too many times, as saints of God, we are reactive and not proactive. We are reactive and not proactive. Evil is going to happen. But how many things could be averted or diverted or even completely squashed if we would do what God is telling us to do? Are y'all getting something out of this? The Holy Spirit wants to work. The Holy Spirit wants to work. And, And I say this, I've told a few people and I'm not saying it to brag. I'm not saying it to boast. I'm just saying that I stand amazed before you today that as of 3.30 on Friday, I no longer work for Dominion Energy. I (laughs) I have officially completed my second retirement. I was in. And the other day, one of my brothers, he told me, he said, I'm really proud of you. He said, because you ventured out, you left home. You know, and, and my family, I mean, they're all good, great people and they all work. But my brother said, I'm so proud of you. But I left the army after 20 years, joined Dominion Energy. I had a plan of when I was going to leave and they offered us a severance package. So I was like, this is a golden opportunity. But guess what? I, wanted, I want to work. I don't want to sit home. I don't want to sit home. I want to work. The Holy Spirit is saying, guess what? I did this for Moses. I did this for Abraham. I did this for Ruth. I did this for Esther. I did this for Isaiah. I did this for Joel. Joel even said that in the last days, God's spirit will be poured out upon all flesh. I did this for all of them. But why would I not do it for you? Who are you to think that I wouldn't do it for you? And oftentimes we have pity parties saying, oh, Lord, I'm just I just can't do this. I can't. Why can't you do it? Jesus said, Father, if it be your will, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. But nevertheless, not my will, but let your will be done. And he willingly gave his life. Lord, I I can't go to work no more. I can't go to work no more. Really? You can't just block those people out for a little while. You can't let your light shine. Paul said in Romans, he says, as much as it lies within you, as as much as it abides within you, live at peace with all men. Live at peace with all men. Well, I'll speak when they speak to me first. Really? (laughs) Really? That's why we got a little light. That's why we have little lights, because we don't want to be proactive. I don't care who you are. There are people on your job that don't like you. I don't care who you are. There are people on your job who don't like there are people in your community who don't like you. But are you going to bow down? Are we going to cower down because they don't like us? Man, I got I got God, the father sitting on the throne got jesus sitting to his right side Mm -hmm. and i've got the holy spirit as the scripture says he is with me and he is in me i've got angels camped round about me i'm not concerned if you don't like me because it's not about whether you like me it's about me loving you that is my requirement because at the end of the day when i close my eyes and i stand before god He doesn't want to hear about who didn't like me. He wants to know who did you love? Who did you love? And that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do. The one thing about the Holy Spirit. That we have to be so careful of. So careful of. And Jesus said it before he left. He said there are many things that God will forgive you of. But the one thing that God will not forgive you is blaspheme of the Holy Spirit. The unforgivable sin is blaspheme of the Holy Spirit. So what is blaspheme? What is the def- definition? It is an act of insulting or showing contempt or lack of reverence to a deity or sacred objects or towards something considered sacred or inviolable. If I'm saying that right, something that is sacred to not show reverence to it. Now, as Jesus walked on the earth and people said, you know, he has demons. He's, you know, one devil is casting out another devil. And they said, that's not of God. They were blaspheming the Holy Spirit. But Jesus is not with us anymore. So our blaspheme comes in a different way. Now, there are some things that we don't know about God and we're we're trying to learn. We're trying to understand. But if there is any doubt in our hearts about what God is doing and how God is moving in somebody's life, and it could be on your job. It could be on your job that God is moving, but we can still blaspheme the Holy Spirit while we're on our jobs. Saying that's not God. God ain't doing that. How do you know God ain't trying to change somebody's life and turn something around? But these are some examples of blasphemy. Burning a religious document. You all remember back during what was it, the First World War, Second World War, that Hitler burned all these Bibles. That's blaspheming to the Holy Spirit. Evangelizing a church. Think of all the churches back in what was it the 90s or maybe more recent, I can't remember that one after another churches were being burned it's not about it's not about the bricks it's not about the paint it's not about the tvs the monitors the chairs or the carpets or even the communion cups it's about a place that's set aside that is sacred this is where we come gather together you don't touch god's house and we keep god's house clean worshiping satan Self-explanatory. And, and the Bible, and, and let's let's let me say this. The Bible says, and I'm paraphrasing, it says that those of us, and I believe it's Romans chapter 1, don't quote me, but it, it says basically that not only those who commit sin, but those who take pleasure in those that do. So there are certain movies Pastor Wendy and I will watch. And there was one, I mean, I'll tell you what, man, I'm so glad, glad I got rid of Cable Man Netflix. Man, please, I can watch it when I want to. But we'll start watching the movie and all of a sudden it's like bleep, bleep this and then the bleep, 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 bleep. And it's like, okay, I can't watch that. You know, I honestly, and I, I apologize. Well, no, I don't apologize. If it offends you, then that's where you are. But guess what? I hear profanity all day. I hear profanity on my job, or well, when I used to have a job. You hear it in Walmart. You hear it from adults. You hear it from little kids. So if I hear it on TV, it's not that I'm immune. It's not that, oh, I welcome that in my house. I just realize that's the world I live in. I don't applaud it. But we have to know when we have to set filters. And it's not so much that, oh, Satan God of darkness and all that, that you light candles and cut your wrists and all of that. But when we give him leeway in our house, give him leeway to do certain things in our life and we think is acceptable, we have to be careful. And granted, more and more, when I start hearing those words, it's like, okay, I got to get away from this. Even in my own house, watching my TV set what my tolerance may not be your tolerance committing suicide blaspheme how many of you asked to be born how many nobody did nobody now Thelma's quiet but Thelma can be bold sister Thelma can be bold Don't don't. Yeah, don't let that pretty face, please. When she smiles, she has just like the prettiest smile, the beautiful laugh. But Thelma, don't play. Thelma, you didn't ask to be born. (laughs) It was God's divine purpose. God's divine purpose. I don't care what your parents tell you that you were an accident. That we didn't intend on having you. You know, we 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 tried and we gave up and then all of a sudden you came along. We don't know how because God said so. Do you want to stand before God and tell him that because of the pressures of life, you took something away from him that he did not give you authority to take? And Dr. Rabbi Zachariah said, he said, I would not want to stand before God and have to give an account to do something as to take my own life. A life that I did not ask for and a life he commanded that we have. To state that God is unkind, unjust, or blasphemous. Or, or is cruel, is blasphemous. When we say these things that 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 God is cruel and God is mean and all these other things that's being blasphemous towards God. That is being blasphemous. When God shows kindness to someone else and it's not you and you get upset or you think that's not God. Be careful. How our tongues, as in James chapter 3, talks about the tongue. How our tongue rises up against the things that God is doing in someone else's life. Or when we question why things happen. And again, the whole nation knows about what happened in Virginia Beach this week. And we question, God, why did you do that? Why did you let that happen? And it's not so much to question. God's like, Lord, I need to understand how you are going to work in this situation. Because for one thing, and I can't go down the whole list, but one thing is look at how people came together. Look at how people have come together. To blaspheme or to blaspheme is to deny or discount the works of the Spirit. That particular sin cannot be repeated again because In the form that Jesus was talking about. The works that he did. But when I see my brothers and my sisters doing the works of God. And don't see how God is moving in it. 16 verse 8. Jesus says he's going to send another advocate. And when he has come. He will convict the world of sin. Wait a minute. And when he comes he will convict the world. Wait a minute. When he When he has come, this new King James version, he will convict the world of of sin. So if he's convicting the world of sin, why is there still sin in the world? Because the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He will convict you of your sin, but he's not going to twist your arm and say, stop that. What did I tell you to do? You remember you were raised in Sunday school. You know, you used to go to church. He's going to convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment and of sin. Because Jesus said, why? Because they don't believe in me. What we wouldn't believe when Jesus was here on the earth, the Holy Spirit will get us to believe because where? Why? Because he abides in our hearts. When we wake up first thing in the morning, the Holy Spirit saying good morning. Holy Spirit saying good morning. You have anything you want to say? Yeah, Lord. Today's payday. Really? Woo-hoo! Last day of school. Today I go get my license. Today I get my clothes out of layaway. No. Lord, thank you. For those of us that still do layaway. No, Lord, thank you for another day. All things are going to work together for our good. But only... When we maximize all of our weapons. We can't sit back, sit down, lay down, go to sleep and think when you when we wake up, everything is going to be better. For without faith it is impossible to please God. God rewards those that do what diligently seek him. Diligently, not on Sundays, not on Thursdays, but every day. Every day. I want to thank you all who have watched us on social media. This may not be one of those shouting messages, but it is our earnest desire and our prayer that you've learned something that. Even the Holy Spirit is bringing revelation to you. Maybe not even concerning everything that I've said today. But at some other areas of your life. Maybe it's something that you're trying to figure out on your computer and you don't, you just can't get past that. And you find yourself just going in circles. Shutting your computer down and rebooting it. And the Holy Spirit is saying, if you'll ask me, I'll show you how to do it. And then you can teach others how to do things. There is not a situation, not a problem in your life that God does not know the answer. Nothing. He is the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. So we pray right now. Holy Spirit, touch the hearts of everyone who's watching this broadcast. Everyone who is listening. Holy Spirit, you know exactly where they are, physically, emotionally, financially, and mostly spiritually. Show them the areas of lack. Show them the areas that they need to be built up. Show them the things that they need to understand to draw closer to you. And for those who do not have a relationship, Holy Spirit, I pray. That you would show them, even as the word says, you will convict them of their sins. Come into their hearts as they confess that Jesus is Lord and believe in their hearts. We thank you. We love you. In Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah.